It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's Thursday. You know what that means. It is crossover Thursday here at the Locked On Eagles and Locked On Commanders podcast. We're going to take you in to the second time that these teams are meeting next coming Monday on Monday Night Football to see these two teams in the spotlight. Who's going to come out on top? All that and more on today's edition of Locked On Eagles and Locked On Command. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome on into the crossover Thursday edition of Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Commanders. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can get up to 10 times your money on entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Lockdown. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on and thank you all for making us your first listen each and every day David this is the second time the Eagles and commanders are meeting this season it's on Monday night football we get a national stage but things are a little different but I want to start out with some positivity first David I pulled up all the stats from the last couple seasons in the NFC East this Mm -hmm. year the NFC East through nine weeks has 24 wins In 2021, they had 32. In 2020, they had 23. In 19, they had 24. In 18, they had 31. In 17, they had 32. So right now, if you look at the pace of the NFC East, they are going to blow out all of the records that they have had the last couple years. They are far and away the best division in football. They have the best record outside of the division at 20-5 and on the season. Man, this this is fun. I like when the NFC East is good. It might not be as great for you, but things yeah. are looking pretty good here in this division. Yeah, no, look, I mean, anytime it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of look at it like Vanderbilt, right? Like you may be Vanderbilt, but you're still part of the SEC and you can still exactly. wear a little bit of pride in that. Obviously, you know, I would prefer if the team I was covering was kind of helping to to lift the division versus kind of being, you know, the the little brother. Uh, in the division, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to go from uh, having to hear about the NFC least all year to to hearing about this kind of stuff, and and of course, as it would work out, the NFC South, which was one of the best divisions uh, in in football most recent years, is now the NFC slouch division, as, as I like to call them, uh, potentially one of the worst divisions in the NFL. So it's 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 quite the contrast in my beats, but you know, um, I'm looking forward to this game because. Uh, honestly, like again, I'm a, I'm a fan of good football. You know what I mean? I, I liked Jalen Hurts coming out uh, in the NFL draft, so I enjoy seeing the success that he's he's having. Obviously, I'm hoping that my listeners and audience is happy after this game. But uh, on, on a personal note, this is my first Monday night football game. I've never covered a Monday night football game, and it kind of it will check the block on the last kind of routine game that I need to cover outside of like a Super Bowl 
Uh, but like for a regular season, this will this will this will complete my uh, my regular season bingo card, uh, so to speak. Oh, that's awesome! And I, I've never been to Monday Night Football myself. I've seen a Sunday Night matchup for the Eagles back in 2017, but I just think Monday Night it, it's special. It, it just holds a, a place for right. the the whole country, right? We get out of work on Mondays. We're like, oh man, we get, we still got four more days of this. But hey, you got football. And especially right now with matching going on, college football, you're getting football every day of the week. And like you said, I, I love what you said about having your listeners see good football. And I think that is overall the one message I've taken away from the NFC East. And I always say on my show, I love it when it's good and it's competitive because these games in and of themselves, you can't really predict. And it ultimately comes down to what team just plays better fundamental football a lot of the time, the team that doesn't have the turnovers, the team that just is able to run the football, the team that doesn't throw interceptions. That just seems to be the track record in this matchup. And this time around, it's not Carson Wentz that we're going to see. It's going to be Taylor Heineke. So tell us about Taylor and what he has done since he has taken over at quarterback. I mean, he's done exactly what you expect him to do, right? He's brought a lot of energy uh, to the field. He's brought a lot of energy to the locker room, to to the practice field, to all of it. And, and that's kind of what Taylor does. And going in uh, to his first start after Carson got injured against the Chicago Bears, that was a conversation. It's not so much, you know, the things you can measure, bullets, the immeasurables. It's the, it's the energy you can't quantify. The fact that he plays every down, like it's his last one, and it's also his first one. Like he just, he plays with his hair on fire. That's who he is. And it makes for some really exciting moments, you know, uh, uh, that we saw in Indianapolis uh, setting up uh, that game-winning drive and kind of that late comeback uh, there against the Colts. But also, you know, it, it provide it produces some some uh, heart-stopping moments. And I mean, you had one in the same with that touchdown pass, Curtis Samuel, and triple coverage against the Minnesota Vikings, heart-stopping until the referee got involved, and then exhilarating after the fact when Curtis Samuel did what he was able to do. Uh, that's just Taylor. You know, but that is the biggest story of, of this game for the Commanders is not only one getting back in the win column, getting a division win. Uh, a lot of people left that first match against the Philadelphia Eagles thinking that if the offense were able to do a little bit more early in that game, then perhaps the Commanders are more competitive. And, and a lot of people left feeling they could actually compete with the, the best team in the division, just didn't do it fully. And especially for four quarters uh, there in, in, in uh, the early part of the season. But right now, Heineke and Wentz have both led these team, this team to two losses or two wins, rather. But they've also both had heartbreaking late turnovers in losses that you feel like you should have won, right? Like the Titans game, the Vikings game, Commanders probably should have or could have at least won those games, if not for late turnovers uh, coming out of the quarterback. And neither has really looked fully in command of the offense, to be honest with you. Um, and with Carson Wentz eligible to return next week against the Houston Texans. This is essentially t- Taylor Heineke's last, I guess, if you want to call it rehearsal, but he's done this so much. It's really just the last chance to see, are we going to see any more consistency than we have in his first, uh, what, you know, 12 uh, plus starts uh, leading this team? I take away from the whole Taylor Heineke situation, from the success that the Eagles have had with backups, from what Dallas has done with Cooper Rush the last couple of years. There are good backup quarterbacks, and they play well in the NFC East for some reason. I don't know what it is, why these teams just value backup quarterback play a lot better than the other ones, but I think it's something that 
if this division continues to invest in, it's going to continue to have good quality football teams. And that's exactly how the Eagles got into the Jalen Hurts situation. They couldn't trust Carson Wentz because he was always injured. I mean, that's why you probably kept Taylor Heineke around because you figured a situation like this were to happen. And Jalen Hurts saw the implosion of Carson Wentz outside of an injury and the one year he's bad, Jalen Hurts takes the reins and goes. And I think that's the same thing that has happened with Taylor Heineke. Like you said, he'll play it like it is his first snap and his last snap, which always makes backup quarterbacks dangerous. Because if you don't play sound fundamental, keep your gap, make sure you stay on on your guy in coverage, that's where it can really make you pay. And the Eagles, I would say, they can always win those battles but they can always lose those battles if they are on the wrong side of them. And we'll get into the matchup portion going forward. But I want to ask you a question first, because I think this one probably will be a good indicator of the game. Do you think Taylor Heineke takes nine sacks in that game if he plays just a few weeks ago against the Philadelphia Eagles? I would like to say not just because that is, I mean, that is one of Taylor's, you know, that is one of Taylor's, uh, obviously his strengths is, is the ability to get out of, out of that kind of a, of a situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that was pointed out in the broadcast against the Minnesota Vikings was that Taylor kind of needs to get better at, at navigating through the, the middle of the pocket and kind of stepping up and evading pressure mm-hmm. by coming up through the pocket instead of around it. And, and that's honestly something, I mean, you know, I, I, that's not something I ever noticed uh, standing out, but that is something that, you know, if if Mark Schlereth is, is noticing and I, I can pretty much guarantee you that his quarterback coach, his offensive coordinator, has also noticed it. And you just you always rely back on the on the instincts and the and the only concern I have is maybe it's not nine sacks, but Taylor Heineke's instinct a lot of times is to get rid of the ball and sometimes he does it in some not so safe way. So maybe in week two it's not or earlier in the week it's not nine sacks, but it's it's maybe it's five sacks and an interception. And unfortunately that interception could be a pick six. So uh, again, I don't know if it necessarily goes better with Taylor Heineke because, again, it, neither quarterback really has looked like they have full control uh, of this offense. And, of course, offensive line rotations and some issues have, have caused uh, their fair share of that as well. All right. That is the intro to this show. We will get into the matchups. We heard the storylines. We'll get into a prediction at the end. But first, this episode of Locked On Eagles and Locked On Commanders is brought to you by our friends over at Blue Nile. I'm getting married in less than 12 months. Like every other man, I'm sure that you forget that after you buy an engagement ring, you have to buy a wedding band as well, which is crazy to me. Girls get two rings. It's pretty cool. But there's a there's a friend that will help you out, and this friend is online, and it is called Blue Nile. They are the original online jeweler. And their pieces are priced significantly below traditional retailers. You go into the mall, they're going to hit you up three, four times markup. Blue Nile will give you the trusted price. They've helped over millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond, shape, size, clarity to fit exactly what your loved one will need. If you're looking for a piece of jewelry, go to their 24-7 experts that they have on hand available via phone or chat, and you can find a gift at every single budget. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped 
for free and discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. But plan ahead today. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code LOCKDOWN to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Code LOCKDOWN. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome on back. It's Thursday. You know what that means. It's Crossover Thursday here at the Locked On Eagles and the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day for your second listen. Make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. David and I are always making appearances on the show. They give you the biggest stories in sports. Go behind the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights on Locked On, where they can only provide you with the best show every single day at Locked On Sports Today. Available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, David, we're talking about the second matchup in the NFC East between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders on Monday Night Football in Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah. My co-host Lou will be going down to the game. He was expecting Carson Wentz to be there. He doesn't get to see Carson Wentz, but he gets to see an NFC East matchup. And let's get right into that. Let's talk about some X's and O's. Since yeah. the last time these teams played, I'm sure there have been some injuries. I'm sure guys have gotten healthy. I'm sure guys have come back. Update our fans exactly where Washington is health-wise, who's making an impact right now, and who arguably is the hottest player on the team at this current moment in time. That's an interesting one. And and it's it's weird because Washington almost is less healthy actually going into this contest than they were in the last one. That's obviously not a good sign. But, uh, you know, Jahan Dotson, the rookie wide receiver, he's been battling a hamstring injury that he suffered against the Dallas Cowboys. Cole Holcomb has missed a couple of games. Uh, recently, and then you know, we'll have to see today's today's practice, Wednesday's practice for the commander to walk through that wasn't open to the media, so we won't get to get eyes on until Thursday. Um, but that's you know, that's just the way that the teams are going to take they're going to get extra practice in, but they're also going to uh keep as many things secret in, in house as they possibly can. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, look, you have Brian Robinson who wasn't available the first time that these these two teams met up, he's he's been back now, and and you know, a lot of people. I think maybe people kind of expected more from the, the Alabama rookie than what they've gotten so far, but also need to remember this is this is a rookie and, and he's basically just getting through his preseason, uh, as it were, the way the NFL likes to split you know workloads and really usually takes offenses about four games to really kind of get going, and that's about where Brian Robinson is right now. So I think we'll we'll now start to kind of see maybe things kick up a little bit, uh, hopefully. And again, the offensive line has a lot to do with that, as he's a guy who basically runs through the tackles um, just about every every touch that he gets. So that's going to be interesting. And then Chase Young, I mean, you know, that's kind of the question mark. A lot of people were hoping that maybe he would play uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. If he plays against the Philadelphia Eagles, it will be one year to the day 
from when he tore his ACL against Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. And in today's NFL world, a lot of people look at ACL as a six to eight month injury. And for Chase Young to take 12 months, a lot of people are a little frustrated. There's some conspiracy theories going around that maybe he suffered a setback that nobody is uh, making public. But whatever the reason is, uh, Chase, you know, maybe making his return against Philadelphia Eagles and what a return it would be. Again, division rival needing a win Monday night football. It's it's exactly the environment that Chase Young would probably want to come back in if he had had, to, had the opportunity to choose. So if Chase Young does come back, yeah, what would be his pitch count? Do you think he goes 50%? Do you think he could get maybe 75% of the snaps? Where do you see him fitting in if he is able to play? Because, yeah. I mean, even 20 snaps to Chase Young will make this game that much more interesting. Right. And, and, you know, and, and ideally I kind of look at like 24, like 24 snaps, you know what I mean? And, and typically mm-hmm. you're looking at that's about a third, uh, depending on how many reps the offense gets and how much, you know, Taylor Heineke and they, and then their offense and keep the Eagles off the field. So that's, I think that's kind of a good, you know, expectation. I think really you look at him as a pass rush special specialist, right? I mean, that's his mm-hmm. forte anyway, but James Smith Williams, Casey two Hill, those kind of guys, uh, Daniel wise, even when he can kind of get in there and get involved, they've been doing some good things. So you like what you have. In the defensive front seven, honestly, they've done they've done really well this season so far, and they're kind of getting better uh, as the games continue. But you want to get Chase in the fold, obviously, and, and just his presence alone makes the Philadelphia Eagles kind of do some things that they don't necessarily have to do against those other guys. But like you said, first game back, it's been a year. You're not going to go out there and play 100% of the snaps, absolutely. So I think 24, you know, if, if I have to put a percentage on it, probably about a third is a realistic ballpark, but you might also be looking at about a quarter. There's great edge rushers all over the NFC East, and I think the Eagles just have to be prepared for that situation if it were to play out. And speak of the defensive line, Washington won't have to worry about the Eagles' first-round pick in Jordan Davis. He's on the short-term IR, and I think that's one area where if Washington really does want to get to this Eagles team, teams have found success running the ball against the Eagles, specifically on the interior when you're able to trap out one of their three techs when they run – and even front, they like to put Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, keep them either at a two-eye or a three-tech, regardless of what side they're on. And if you can double one of those guys out of there, they've had a lot of success running the ball, especially last week with Damian Pierce. I see Brian Robinson, like you said, as somebody who can run between the tackles as a true threat to this team. If the Eagles aren't playing sound, gap, fundamental football, like I had mentioned earlier, they're susceptible mm-hmm to breaking tackles, they're susceptible to allowing long runs, which inevitably are going to set up the pass. But for you, David, what is the matchup that you say, if you're in that offensive coordinator room or defensive coordinator room, you're saying, we can't let this group of players or this player individual individually ruin our game yeah you know you hit the nail right on the head i mean that's literally what i have written down right in front of me that is the philadelphia eagles rush defense allowing more than five yards per carry right now 29th mm-hmm. in the national football league so one of the worst per run rush defenses i put it that way because their per game rush defense is 20th so it's nine spots better and that means that the philadelphia eagles are doing enough on offense that opposing teams have to kind of rely on keeping up with them or maybe even playing catch up if they get an early lead. And that keeps teams from hammering home on the run as much as they want to on a per game basis. And I think that's going to be the key here is that Washington defense has done really, really well keeping teams below 24 points, below 22 points, even which I think is the mean right now in the national football league. And that's going to be crucial, right? If, if the, if the Washington defense come out like they did 
uh, the first time these two teams met and keep the Eagles scoreless through the first quarter, have a better second quarter than they did the last time we saw these two teams. Then maybe you give Taylor Heineke an opportunity to get in rhythm, but you also give Scott Turner an opportunity to lean on those running backs the way that we know that he likes to. And yeah, Brian Robinson uh, without, without that big presence there in the front line, maybe that opens up things for him, but either way, those body blows, it's kind of the way that we described this offense earlier on is it's kind of a jab, jab hook. You want to kind of hit some body blows with Brian Robinson, and then hopefully you get that that unit tired out, and then you expose the edge with a guy like Antonio Gibson or a wheel route screen pass to J.D. McKissick, whatever it is. That's kind of the best way I think you do this is inside, out, and the Eagles defense has shown that they're susceptible to that. And we will get back into finishing up this edition of Crossover Thursday. We'll talk about some potential big-time players some potential score predictions and who could come out on top in this NFC beast matchup. But today's episode of the Locked On Eagles and Locked On Commanders podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Prize Picks has you covered for all the daily fantasy. But if you want to get in on the action, get all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, make sure you choose Bet Online. They are the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are placing all our wagers with them. We are betting on soccer. We're betting on football. We're betting on NHL. Anything you can imagine, you can find a line, a prop, any information, get ahead, get in a position where you can make some money. I'd say that's the best thing that you can do with Bet Online. They always set you up for success. We do our LOE3 each week at Locked On Eagles. Lou hit big for 10 units last week. Make sure you are putting in all your bets at betonline.net because Bet Online is where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome on back to this edition of Crossover Thursday. I'm Gino Camilleri of Locked On Eagles. We have David Harrison of Locked On Commanders. And we have another NFC Beast matchup. We haven't played the Giants yet, but we're playing Washington twice. We've already played Dallas once. I like to go through like a round robin where you play each team one time and then go back towards the end of the year. But this is one we're getting a middle of the season matchup after we already saw a matchup earlier in the year. I'm going to get things started, and I have a prediction. You were talking about corners in the last segment. Devontae Smith has not had a huge game the last couple weeks. I think this is where Devontae Smith gets back on track, and I think this is his first 100-yard game that we have seen in the last couple weeks. A.J. Brown got his the last few weeks. We have seen that. They like to spread things around. Like you said, I think the Eagles are going to take advantage of that Kendall Fuller matchup, try and put that bigger body in A.J. Brown towards Benjamin St. Juice, and allow Devontae Smith to go out and what he do what he did last, last time against Kendall Fuller. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly possible. It's hard not to, to kind of be worried about that matchup specifically. I'm interested. We've got... Uh, Kendall Fuller via Zoom 
on uh, on Wednesday afternoon. So I'm interested to hear kind of how he's he's going to come about this this matchup this time because I'm sure he's going to be asked uh, about that very thing. And and you know, look, that's that's team captain on the defensive side. Your other veteran partner, Wim Jackson, has been uh, shipped off to Pittsburgh. You know, this this is kind of the situation this team is in, and the defense has done surprisingly well given you know kind of the early some of the early struggles that they had. But this is another game where this team can come out and possibly get exposed and. You fall to four and six. I mean, I don't know that the division race is really within reach anyway. To be to be quite honest with you, even if you advance to five and five and, and give the Eagles their first loss uh, of the year, but look, Washington fans go back you know a couple seasons and and remember Pittsburgh Steelers were undefeated uh, mid mid to, to, to the second half of the season when they faced Washington. Washington was able to to hand them a loss and then everything kind of collapsed from there. So Washington would love uh, nothing more than to do that again to another Pennsylvania. NFL franchise, but uh, Gino, I mean, the Eagles are favored by 11 points. You know, you look at the results from the season, you look at the results from last time, it's hard not to, uh, to kind of agree with that line. I don't know that I think they'll actually make it there, but you know, Taylor Heineke, when he's, when he's leading this team, they don't really get into the twenties very often. In fact, only two out of the last seven starts that Taylor Heineke has, has had, has, has his offense scored more than 20 points. And I think you're going to have to get at least 22 to beat this Eagles team. But the commander's defense has been has been looking better and much improved uh, over over the last few weeks. And, and Rashad Wild Goose uh, stepping in there in the nickel has been looking improved as well. If Cole Holcomb comes back, I think that this game is a little bit better. If Chase Young can get like a third of those reps like we were talking about, I think that that brings things a little bit closer. But given what we know right now, and we do have an extra day to talk about this before the game actually fires off. But given what we have right now, I think I, I see – the Eagles getting 24 points again. I think it's more spread out. I don't think you get it in a chunk like you did last time. But I think 24 points is reasonable. I think Taylor Heineke in this offense, you're probably looking at about 17 points. Uh, so seven point spread. So you know you can take the you can take the commanders against the spread if you if you trust my my view there. But I think 24 17 is about what you're going to get with Philadelphia walking away with the win. The thing I look at is that they have been double digit favorites for now three weeks running. And every statistic is against double-digit favorites in the NFL. Does that trend break with Washington? Maybe the the line. I think they do cover. I think it's safe to say that with that many points, Washington is going to cover. I think they do a good job holding the Eagles to sub-28 points, which I think is a good number. This Eagles team has scored close to 30 points in every outing that they've had. But the thing is, their defense, as much as they do allow a ton of yards, they don't allow a ton of points. They've right. only allowed around 18 and a half points per game under Jonathan Gannon. And we're really getting at Jonathan Gannon for allowing all these yards. But at the end of the day, you see the box score and say, oh, they're not scoring points. So, I mean, we have to put up with the yards. I think Washington keeps it close through halftime. I even think the third quarter, it could be close. But the thing that this Eagles team leans on is what Jason Kelsey said a couple weeks ago. It's not what team is the toughest. It's which team is toughest the longest. And Monday night football in Lincoln Financial Field, the environment in and of itself is going to give the Eagles that boost. We know that they have to continue. And I love the NFC East for being as good as it is because they have people nipping at their heels. They got Dallas right there. They got the Giants right there. If you let up a game to Washington, they're right back in the middle of things. So to be sitting with an undefeated record and say, we now have to continue to 
add games and win games. I think that's really what separates great teams from just the good teams and these veterans that have been on the Super Bowl roster that have been on other teams and seen how much it takes to make a run and to realize that now with only one team getting a bye, you have to win as many games as possible. These division ones count basically as two wins because you give a loss to the other opponent and you take a win for yourself. This is one the Eagles have to come out on top, in my opinion. You have to win all your division games. If you want to do what you did in 2017 and make that run, you went 5-1 and one against the division, dropping a, a late-season game to Dallas, so nearly going perfect in that season. Copy that formula. Beat your division opponents. Then you take care of the conference, and then you take care of the out-of-conference games. These ones are the most important. I think at the end of the day, it should be close, should be a hard-fought matchup. I think it could be 24-18. I really wouldn't be shocked. I think that 18 number is right where Washington could get to. But at the end of the day, it's an NFC East matchup. I hate predicting these. If Chase Young comes back and he forces two fumbles and the Eagles for the first time all season have a negative turnover differential and they're playing from behind after halftime, there are some spots that the Eagles haven't been in when it comes to facing adversity. If they can play with a lead in, in terms of Washington. If they could get out ahead of them after halftime, let's see how the Eagles respond. Let's see if they lose the turnover battle for the first time and see how they respond from there. But if it's clean, fundamental, sound Eagles football that we have seen, I think the Eagles do come out on top. But I don't believe that it's going to be easy, David. I think yeah. we're going to see hard-hitting football. We're going to see fun football. I don't think the, the nation is going to be too upset at this primetime game. It should be good. Got Taylor Heineke, got Jalen Hurts, two opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to quarterback play. But one thing I will continue to say, when the NFC East is the best, football is the best. So I hope this one is fun, David. Let our fans know where they can find all of your work. Make sure you guys are checking them out over at Locked On Commanders. We listen to all the shows just because we get all the insight with all of our opponents that are close to us. So if you want to win, you got to beat the division. So David, let us know where they could find you. Yeah, absolutely, man. It should be a really, it should be a really fun game. So anybody who just enjoys mm-hmm. good football should be entertained on Monday night. And of course, uh, outside of Locked On Commanders, Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. That's uh, those are the good people sending me to games, and those are the people I, I'll be writing about the Commanders, win, lose, or or otherwise. Hopefully not otherwise. Hopefully it's just win or lose. Let's not let's not deal with any ties here in, in this kind of thing. Let's no. that's a Houston Texans thing. Let's let us let us leave that in Houston. <laughs> yeah, and you could find me on Twitter at. GC24 underscore football. Excuse me. Find our main show at Lockdown Birds. You can find David at D Harrison 82. You can find him. What is it? At Lockdown Commanders podcast. LO Commanders, yeah, which is dangerously close to LOL, but yeah, LO Commanders. (laughs) LO Commanders at Lockdown Birds. Check out all the shows. Make sure after you make us your first listen each and every day, you are making the Locked On Sports Today show your second listen of the day. They have all the biggest stories. We'll be on there, I'm sure, on Tuesday morning, the winner of this game. It's a big NFC East matchup. This is the best division in football. These are the two best shows when it comes to the Commanders and the Eagles. Make sure you're checking out all of David work. Make sure you're checking out all of my work as well. We will see you the next time. And as always, thank you for joining us on Lockdown NFL. Crossover Thursday, I'm Gino Camilleri from Lockdown Eagles. He's David Harrison of Lockdown Eagles. Signing up.
Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.